Welcome to Garbage and Gold. The podcast that is vastly villainous, vaguely vapid, vehemently volatile, and valiantly vexing. I love it! That was so good! I'm Lisa. And I am Lindsay. This is the podcast where we deliberate the best and the worst of a topic, and you, our dear listeners, get to decide who you think is right. We'll give you more information about how you can do that at the end of the show. But for now, let's hit the recap and the poll results from our summer camp episode before we get into our topic for this week. All right, Lisa, the poll results are in for our camp, summer camp episode. Yes. So in the garbage showdown between my garbage of homesickness Mm -hmm. and your garbage of having to be outside. (laughs) Yes. I do win. Oh, yes. Yeah. People yeah. do not it's like a little to be more homesick. emotionally damaging, but fine. Okay. I yes. get it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then in the gold showdown between my gold of camp games mm-hmm. and your gold of automatic friendship. Yeah. Or friendship incubator. I don't yeah. know what you called it. You yeah. had a much better term. <laughs> I think I called it an incubator. I win as well. Yeah. <gasps> I, I, I do. I win as well. I wow. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, Good for you. That just goes to show you do not have to be a professional camp employee to know, to know what's camp. good and bad about it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I love congratulations it. to me. Lisa, do you have any <laughs> listener? I don't, I didn't know how to make that transition. <laughs> so, way to go, me. Lisa, go what me. do you have to say to me? <laughs> Pat on my back. All right, moving on. Lisa, do you have any listener comments you'd like to share? I do. One of them, I guess it's the only one I have, actually, is from my friend David Box on Twitter, who is a a real friend of mine who I worked at camp with. And I forgot that he listened to this show. Or I guess I knew he used to, but I didn't know that he still did. Like, whatever, it's fine. But it was really nice because he now is the director of a camp and so he trains staff and he said mm-hmm. that that shirt story of having the entire schedule on the shirt is something that still gets shared with his staff today because it's sweet. so genius it, it's not not genius <laughs> So just as good. someone so, who's led a group of children ever will tell you yeah, having, the yeah. number one thing yeah What's next? What are we doing next? What time is this? What time is that? Where is this? What time are we eating? Yeah. Where's the bathroom? That wasn't on my shirt, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, so thank you, Box, for listening still and for using my <laughs> genius t-shirt method with Kara. Aww. She did it too for using that to to continue to train staff. So yeah. Nice. Okay. How about you? What's your... Oh my God, I'm so afraid to ask. What is your interaction this week <laughs> Why are you that you'd to like to share? Because you were super excited about it. I was excited about that one because oh. look at like what happens when yeah. you do good things in the world and people remember. Yeah. Yeah. Was, just a couple years later, they remember. Just, I know. I mean, it's just, I'm barely 25. It's just Yeah, amazing. we're so young. So young. <sighs> Camp was like yesterday for us. It was. I just want to give a shout out to at Dicera on Twitter who recommended yeah. us to a friend. Yeah. So thanks, Dicera. We yes. appreciate it. Man, Dicera is the MVP. I appreciate she her. She is. She's we should so give her a job. Lisa, do you have any recommendations for everyone? Something you'd like them to know about? I do, actually. Lindsay almost fainted when I told her I had a recommendation this week because <laughs> I've done something that's a little bit current Uh-oh. <laughs> and is not anime. So it's, it feels like it might be a little more broader reaching. It's pretty exciting, oh, everybody. My- <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. This might actually apply to you. It might. Um, so it's a podcast. 
that I found. It's called The Outer Reach Stories, and it's on Maximum Fun Network, but you can get it for free from any podcast network you listen to, whatever. And it's like a serialized, they're like 20-minute episodes, and it's kind of like a sci-fi um, series, so it's like, obviously it's not real. But the first episode that I listened to that I really am super into is... It's a training program for people that are calling to get people to leave a planet because their planet's going to implode because it's been overmined. And so they're like trying to convince them that they need to get off planet. And so it's just interesting to see like, because I don't know if it's a scam or not at this point. So it's like an audio book, but a podcast. And it's just like super fun. And there's like really good voice acting and it's super fun. So the outer reach is what it is. And it's maximum fun and it's all over the place. So I'm a big fan big fan of that so far yeah something a little different it's not true crime even i mean i'm just i know it's not true crime it's not video games it's not anime i don't even know who i am anymore any other things Lindsay? are we ready to get on to the show let's get on to the show This week, we are talking the garbage and gold of national coffee chains. Yeah, we are. So I would like to know what background you have for us before we share the best and the worst of those places. Mm. Oh, Lisa, I have some background information for you. Um, So as we do every week when I do the research, one of these facts is not true. Okay. Yep. 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 I'm going to. And it's little today. So like, it's really unfair. I'm going to get it one week. I know. I feel like I should like cue you like on no! video. No, like, I don't wink. want any. No, I don't want help. I mean, I good. I'm it. an awkward winker, so you really don't want me to wink at you because I'm like, it's a double lose. Then yeah, I'll be like, ew, what are you doing? And now I'm gonna know what it is. No, I will figure yeah. it out on my own. Okay, okay. Hit us with the research. All right. All right. Uh, first, I thought we would dive into coffee itself. So. The research today comes from the National Coffee Association and oh. Wikipedia. Because Thank God. <laughs> why go high quality when there's low quality <sighs> information on the internet? So easy. Coffee started out in the coffee forests of the Ethiopian Plateau, according to the National Coffee Association. Now, there's many different legends about how everyone discovered coffee as a thing. Okay. The legend that we're going to go with is that a goat herder named Kaldi first discovered the potential of coffee beans while tending his goats. He noticed that his goats acted differently after eating the berries off of a certain tree. They became so energetic that they did not want to sleep at night. (laughs) Kaldi reported these findings to the abbot of his local monastery, and they made a drink out of the berries... (laughs) And it found that it kept them alert through the long hours of evening prayer. I mean, who doesn't need coffee? It's a very coffee? natural development. These berries are driving my goats nuts. You want to drink it? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Let's go. <laughs> yes. And so through that, the abbot began to share this information with the other monks. And then everyone started using it because evening prayer is boring, apparently, and you need some coffee. <laughs> Even way back when. It didn't get better. It's the That's same. Right. So if you ever walk into a church and there's a coffee shop, it is because of <laughs> Ethiopian monks. And goat herders. A long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. 
Coffee spread from Ethiopia, and by the 15th century, coffee was being grown in the Arabian Peninsula and into Persia, Egypt, Syria, and Turkey. European travelers Mm -hmm. brought back stories of an unusual dark black beverage, and by the 17th century, coffee had found its way into Europe and was becoming popular across the continent. Mm-hmm. Some people, unfortunately, reacted to this new drink with suspicion, mm-hmm. calling it the bitter invention of Satan. I was going to say, it's going to be the devil's drink. I know it's yep. going to be the devil's yep. drink. I know it. 17th century anything. It's got to yep. be the devil. Perfect. Yep. Yes. The local clergy condemned coffee when it came to Venice in 1615, <sighs> and it was so great that Pope Clement VIII was asked to intervene, and he decided to taste the beverage for himself before making a decision, probably before evening prayers, because that's when coffee is at its best. Mm-hmm. And he found the drink so satisfying that he gave it papal approval. <laughs> yeah. I like that. The- that's all the science there is to it. Is it from Satan? I don't know, but it tastes good. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Coffee began to replace common breakfast drink beverages of the time, which were beer and wine. Oh, And those man. who drank coffee instead of alcohol began the day alert and energized. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> and the quality of their work improved. <laughs> so write okay. that down. That's a good note for you. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. If you're starting the day off with wine and you're not motivated and you don't know why, have some magical bean juice from some goats. That should help. I mean, I will say yesterday I did start my day with wine and uh, yeah, it was a sleepier day than today, which started with coffee. It is. By the mid 1600s, coffee was brought to New Amsterdam, which is now called New York by the British. That is the the origin story of coffee. But coffee didn't really take on its popularity in the United States until 1773, when the colonists in a certain Mm. colony revolted against the heavy tea on tax and dumped the tea into the harbor, Mm -hmm. the revolt known as the Boston Tea Party, and Mm -hmm. it would forever change America's drinking preferences to coffee over tea. Take that, yeah. British people. Yeah. We drink coffee as a slate to you. We showed you. So the first coffee houses were found in the Islamic world in the 15th century. Okay. So coffee houses were popular meeting places where people gathered to drink coffee, have conversations, play board games, listen to stories and music, and discuss news and politics. Mm. So throughout history, people have tried to outlaw coffee houses because, again, it's the drink of Satan. Obviously. But they so quickly became centers of social activity that it was Mm. difficult to actually outlaw them. Okay. By the mid-17th century, there were over 300 coffee houses in London, and America had its first coffee house in New York in 1776. Today, coffee houses serve the same purposes they always have. People go to their local cafes to get news, work, read, and talk with friends, though most of their work and talking with friends and reading is online. Mm -hmm. The espresso bar is a certain Mm -hmm. type of coffee house. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we think about coffee houses, we often think about an espresso bar because it is a type of coffee shop or coffee house that specializes in coffee drinks made from espresso. These originated in Italy. Um, They have spread throughout the world. Prime examples are really any coffee house that you go to. Mm -hmm. So the espresso bar is typically centered around a long counter with a high yield espresso machine. Mm -hmm. 
and a display case containing pastries and occasionally savory items such as sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And, especially in the United States, seating for customers to relax and work, which are provided for free, along with free Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Um, the offerings at a typical espresso bar beyond the drinks include scones, muffins, croissants, and even donuts. There's usually a large selection of tea as well, but we don't drink it because we hate the British people. Right. Lisa, that is the background <laughs> information about coffee coffee houses so one of those facts was not true yeah i don't think the first coffee house was in new york i think it was in boston because that's where the tea party was you're correct Take it! You did it! Oh, yay! Oh my i'm gosh. so proud of me i'm so Woo! proud of you too yeah i took a lot of notes and that was the one i chose as we we're getting near the end i was like i think that's gonna be it because that makes the most new york is like a very obvious place so i was yeah. not sure <gasps> Oh my god, I feel so vindicated. I am so proud of you. And also, like, my smugness level went way down. Because now (laughs) I can't lord it over you that I knew something you didn't know. (laughs) I'll get you next time, kid. You will. Oh, no doubt you will. No doubt. I was listening real hard for all of that. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for the wonderful background on Mm -hmm. coffee houses and coffee and the the devil's drink so Lindsay, what is your garbage coffee house chain lisa i'm so glad that you asked this question also my choice is going to be very controversial and uh, i plan on not winning this one because because <laughs> the world is divided about this topic so but just my... yeah give it all you got then because what do you got to lose <laughs> nothing nothing my garbage yeah national coffee chain yeah. Is Duncan. Okay. Okay. I know. I know. I know. I, yeah. I, I know. I understand where you're coming from, too. So please go ahead. So Duncan Donuts, as it was originally known, was founded by William Rosenberg in Quincy, Massachusetts in 1950 as a coffee and donut place. It gained in popularity, mm-hmm. began to franchise, and really even just in the last few years, franchised outside of the Northeast. It was very, very, and still is right. extremely popular in the Northeast yes. of the United States, has yes. moved West. Um, yes. So, mm-hmm. in 2016, Dunkin' Donuts revamped their iced coffee offering, and it was a departure from their portfolio of warm drip coffee and basic espresso based drinks. So mm-hmm. in 2016, Dunkin Donuts saw this great kind of thing where everyone just wants fancy coffees. And so instead of having just really basic drinks, they have upped their drink menu. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in 2019, this primarily donut company dropped donuts from their name because they wanted to better compete in the beverage industry. So Dunkin' Donuts, known for their donuts, known for their coffee, but here is why they are garbage. In February of 2018, Dunkin' announced their plans to phase out styrofoam cups globally by April 2020. Look, here's the deal, Duncan. You're going to take two years to get rid of a thing that you know is not good for the environment. I've known for a very long time. Yeah, that is too little too late, my friends. Like, mm-hmm. you could dump those cups tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they're espresso beverages outside of a plain coffee. So, like, a plain coffee at Dunkin', good. The If you are buying coffee at the store, like coffee, beans, or yeah. grounds, right. Dunkin' Beans and Grounds, great. Yeah. 
they are a solid choice. But if you're not getting those and you're going espresso, there it's too sugary. It's mm. too just mass produced. And that's where my issue is with Duncan across the board. And this is the big reason why they're garbage. Even with their donuts and their sandwiches and their other food options and their specialty drinks, everything feels really fake and overprocessed. It so does. I would, I would rather go and get a donut at a gas station for right. less money and it right. will taste better and it'll be bigger. Duncan, yeah. I'm looking at you. Your donuts are real small yeah. compared to like a Casey's donut. So right. don't even, mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm not going to get an espresso beverage from them. So I might yeah. get a plain coffee, but I, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. It's too sugary. It's too overprocessed. It's too franchisey. You know, it doesn't feel like someone yeah. made me my drink. It feels like they took it out yes. of the back where yes. it was made in a factory somewhere else and frozen. Yes. So. yes, that is definitely where I'm going to be going with mine, too. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't do anything like any of their specialty drinks that are like like they had a red velvet something. And I'm just like, guys, it's just, it's too much. It's way too much. Yeah. And it feels, it feels, it feels processed in a way that I don't, I don't understand. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, I can go and buy Starbucks in a jar at the gas station. And that's to me what Dunkin' Yes. Drinks taste like that is is a very good example. Right. Is just sugary and processed. And that's fine. But that's not what I'm looking for if I'm going to spend right. the money on a coffee. Right. It feels like someone, like, like I ordered a caramel latte. Cool. Okay. So they go in the back and they open the caramel latte container yeah. and pour it into a cup and make it hot. Yeah. yeah. That's what it feels like. You're right. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's also a location thing. Like, people they in are the very inconsistent. love their Dunkin'. And yeah. maybe it's better there. I have not... Oh, no, I have had Dunkin' in, in Boston, actually, um, and didn't love it. So mm. it, it seems to be even location-wise, there's just okay. a there's just a loyalty to them. But yeah. I just I just don't like them. Yeah, that's fair. I don't like them very They're much. They're not my top choice. They're not no. my top choice. They if are I, a desperation. Such, I will take them over gas station. That's yeah. probably where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, it's a personal assault to me that they took donuts out of their name because I love donuts. Seriously, what did donuts I'm, do to you, Duncan? Don- yeah. Donuts got you where you are today, and you're just going to drop them? I know. They got you where you are. How now dare I want you? a donut, Duncan. I, I always want a donut, but not from you, Duncan. If you no. don't respect him enough to have him in your name, I don't respect him enough to have him in my mouth. So there. <laughs> That's where we're at. I'm going to get my donuts <laughs> elsewhere. I think someone should create a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes. Lisa, that was my garbage. Yeah. Big old no thank you to Dunkin', to Dunkin Donuts. Right. I'm going to call it Dunkin' Donuts forever. Right, right. How right. dare you, Dunkin'. Don't tell me how to live, yes. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' just sounds like some weird guy that you went to school it with. It does! It does! It sounds like an me, ex, like a, college, like a college boyfriend you wish you hadn't dated. Oh my god! Like, God, is that when you were with Duncan and you're like, shut up. Like, you just don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> don't remind me about Duncan. Yes! Not, is what it's he like. played acoustic guitar a lot. You know and he, had a soul he patch. did! You know he had a soul patch. You know he only had one pair of jeans and he always wore flip-flops. We all know Duncan! Yes. We all know him! <laughs> he would, like out of context quote philosophers and poets you realize you've never read it that is duncan i hate duncan i hate him look how worked up we got i think i i think we've turned this around i think people are gonna agree with me if you have been victimized by a duncan in your life then you gotta vote for Lindsay garbage you got to we've all been there 
We have all been victimized by a Duncan. I hope no one named Duncan listens to this podcast. I hope they do. <laughs> you need to know. Yeah. You, hey, you redeem yourself. Maybe you've grown up. Maybe you don't play the guitar anymore and you've actually read those philosophers now and your hairline's receding. Duncan, that's okay. You can grow, you can change, but believe me, when you were 20, oof. Oof. Yeah. <sighs> so, Lisa, that was, yes. that was my garbage. <laughs> it took okay. a turn there. So, I Lisa, what is, yeah. what is your garbage? My garbage. Feels very similar to yours. I noticed it's a tr- it's a trend for us lately. It's like the reason that our garbages are our garbages are similar reasons. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it also yep. feels mass produced and it feels overly sweet and it feels not good. And that is the McCafe of mm-hmm. McDonald's. Is oh my, my gosh, garbage. Duncan McDonald is the guy you hooked up with on a study abroad. <laughs> He's the Scottish guy who you're like, you just couldn't resist. And you're just like super hopeful that he's somehow related to the McDonald's fortune, and he <laughs> deaf is not. He deaf is not. Oh, Duncan McDonald. <laughs> we could write a whole backstory on Duncan McDonald. I'm so excited for oh the gosh. fan fiction we're going to develop for him. So, okay. <laughs> McCafe started in 1993 in Australia, and it came to the U.S. in 2001 in Chicago after there were about 300 McCafes worldwide. Okay, we know about McDonald's. We talk about it a lot. We know McCafe, so I'm not going to go into like super deep stuff there. I'm just going to get right into why it's garbage. We're just going to jump right in. Mm. They only started forming McCafes, I hate calling it that, to get in on the premium coffee train and like... Their their lattes and their frappes and all the things like they're not good. They're not good. I have had a wide variety of experiences there. One, I've had a good iced vanilla coffee from there. Um, And then I've also ordered the exact same thing at a different location. And I swear to you, it was a 90 percent half and half with a shot of espresso and a pump of vanilla. And I'm like, what? what is happening here? I don't understand. Yeah. And I can't mm. ask them to remake it because they're going to remake it the same way. It is the same employee who is going to yeah. remake the same beverage. I, so here I am with this. I just threw it away. It was gross. So anyway, it's it's not great. There, I also find McDonald's drip coffee. Some people swear by it. Good for you. But I feel like it varies wildly from location to location depending on mm. freshness and stuff. Um and also, let us not forget that poor old woman that nearly had her crotch melted off when the coffee spilled on her in her car. I know some backstory on this because it's true crime. It's true crime related. This is one of the reasons why McCafe is garbage. Yes! Is, this poor okay. old woman almost had her crotch melted off because... Please tell me about the crime in this. Yes. So, so what happened is McDonald's did not have any regulations for what temperature coffee was supposed to be at. And I'm sure there are many people who work at McDonald's who are very competent and they do a good job and they take their job seriously and their management and whatever. We also know there are a lot of people working at McDonald's that are, it's their first job or they're not good at having a job or whatever. There's just a wide variety of quote talent happening there. This little old woman was holding her coffee like in her lap and she took the lid off to put like, her cream and sugar in it and when she took the lid off it bumped and it was so hot like the coffee bumping the coffee to spill it on her lap gave her third degree burns like that's how hot it was so it wasn't like this woman like took coffee heated it up to boiling and poured it on her face or anything ridiculous like honest to god it was that hot that it gave her third degree burns wow it's just it's so awful yes how is the little old lady today I think she's dead because she was like 80 when it because happened. Because of McDonald's? <laughs> no, 
know. Oh. But then the media made it this big thing about like, oh, what an idiot. She spilled coffee on herself. And like, so they definitely, McDonald's definitely had some PR wins at the expense of this old woman for sure. But it was like, you should not be able to order a drink, open it, and it give you a third degree burn on your skin instantly. Yeah. So anyway, so that sucks for them. Um, also found out they go through... This isn't surprising, but they go through a corporation to get their beans instead of going directly to farmers. So a lot of coffee shops are very intentional about going directly to farmers because when you separate buying the bean from the farmer, you go through a middleman and that cuts down the price of what the farmer gets. So basically the farmer now is making no money on their beans and it's just it's bad business. This is what McDonald's does. They go through an organization called Gavinia. It's the coffee supplier for McDonald's, and they use a blend of Arabica coffee beans from Brazil, Colombia, Guatemala, and Costa Rica. This means it comes from all over, which means Mm. to me, this is my mm, assumption here, that they are going for the cheapest possible beans from all of those places then, and then they mix them Mm. together. Also, it's automated, like no one is doing anything to make it, like you talked about Mm. at Dunkin'. It's basically a gas station latte that you're paying someone else to put into a cup for you, but at least at a gas station, like I have control over my situation, and I have seen a photo of the McCafe in the Philippines, and because of my research, and it looks legit. It looks like a coffee bar. There's like, you know, it's beautiful. There's like... Um, the syrups in the back, whatever. Everyone I've ever seen in the United States is run by someone who's never touched an espresso machine before they got that job, and they just want to get it over with and hope I go away without complaining. Like, I honestly imagine that I order a thing, they go and they push a button that says the thing, which, again, is like a gas station, except I'm paying more money for this and having less control over this, and I hate it. I just think they're not good, and I hate what they're doing to coffee. So that's why McDonald's McCafe is garbage. (laughs) All right, Lindsay, what is, because we love coffee, we need to give Mm -hmm. it some love. What is your gold (laughs) national coffee chain? Mm -hmm. So my gold national coffee chain, Mm -hmm. if if my garbage came out of left field for anybody, this is not going to be surprising. My gold coffee Mm -hmm. chain is Starbucks. So Mm -hmm. Starbucks as a company was founded in 1971 by three men in Pike's Place Market. Okay. So it was open in March 1971. Um, these three partners met while they were students at the University of San Francisco, and they were trained how to roast coffee by Alfred Pete. So if you are aware oh, of Pete's coffee, yeah. Yeah. these guys were trained how to that handle coffee sense. beans by right. Alfred Pete himself. So. Yeah, okay. The group was looking for a name for their shop um, where they were going to sell coffee beans and coffee equipment. Okay. And they decided that like names that start with ST are more popular or stronger. Um, And so they landed on Starbucks named partly after a nearby town or a a town. Um, Uh But then they also remembered the Starbucks character from Moby Dick. The chief mate in Moby Dick is Starbucks. That is what agent uh, Dana Scully's dad calls her also. From the X-Files. Was that, that was your nerd minute of the day. <laughs> you got nerd Brought seven seconds of the day. You're welcome. <laughs> but that's how I knew it was from Moby Dick is because of X-Files. Okay, please continue. Okay. Not be from reading the book. Cool, no. cool, cool. Great. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, literature. <sighs> 
during the 19, early 1980s, they sold the company to Howard Schultz. Um, and Howard Schultz went on a business trip to Italy, hung out at espresso bars, and decided to change Starbucks from just a place where people bought coffee to a place where that would actually serve coffee and became a coffee shop. Okay, quick question. When is mm-hmm. our next business trip to Italy to yes. sit in espresso bars? Well, Lisa, um, <laughs> the coronavirus has really slowed down that business trip. Um, <laughs> That's what soon. slowed down that business trip. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. Just obviously. the coronavirus. Just COVID. Okay, great. I bet plane tickets are super cheap, though. So maybe we should think about a business trip to Italy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we should do it. Oh, my gosh. We should do a Garbage and Gold tour of Italy, and we'll just go to espresso houses. That's it. Just one yep. after another. Oh, yep. God, yep. please. So, Starbucks went from selling beans to serving espresso-based drinks. So, mm-hmm. Starbucks currently has over 20,000 locations worldwide. It is yeah, the biggest of all of the coffee chains. So, mm-hmm. why is Starbucks gold. Starbucks is gold because they developed what they sold. So they started out as being experts in coffee beans and coffee roasters and in equipment. And I just think there's something like, this wasn't just a, hey, we want to like make a ton of money. It was like a, we love coffee and we love doing coffee the right way. And so then from that came this like, hey, I'm at these espresso bars in Italy and they're really cool and like... We, I should bring that home with me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they learned from another expert. like So the yes. fact that from Alfred Pete, they're like, we like your coffee. How do you do that? And Pete taught them. Amazing. Yeah. Also. Absolutely. The current design of a Starbucks, even the old design, but the current design of a Starbucks location. If you have not been, it's a lot of dark colors. It is. Cool I'm lighting. Super here for their aesthetic lately. Yes, their Mm -hmm. vibe of their spaces are incredible and calming while also like you're drinking coffee. So you're getting worked up, but you're also like calmed down. It's a great place Mm -hmm. to work. Um, the lighting is incredible. It's just, it's just great. And probably my favorite part is if you sit at a big table in a Starbucks, guess what it has in it? Plugins because they know why you are there. We're here you know to why you're there. drink coffee and not talk to people unless it's electronically. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so Starbucks has an incredible menu and great drinks. We'll get to that in a minute. But their other products, like their mugs, their cups, their extra things, are so, so good. They're designed yes! well. They're mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, you could go and get one from every city that you I are know. drinking at a Starbucks. God, I don't know why you would is do that. So but but just beautiful products on the yeah. side. Good merchandising, for sure. Totally. A few years mm-hmm. ago, Starbucks actually closed down because for a day to retrain their staff on how to appropriately prepare drinks, how like what their standards were for customer service. And I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was when Howard Schultz came back into power. Um, that, that like the customer service and the, the consistency, like, can you imagine closing down 20,000 locations right. to retrain them all on this is how you take up someone's name. This is how you write it on a cup. This is how you repair the drink. This is yeah. like, that t- shows to me they have this huge commitment to having it be a positive experience. Mm-hmm. And 
that shows because I can go right now into the Starbucks at the grocery store and order yeah. a caramel macchiato, an ice caramel macchiato, which will be exactly the same as the ice caramel macchiato that I order at the Starbucks in an airport in Germany. Like there's a consistency right. across the board of, I right. know that that drink is going to seem like it's handcrafted because it is, they make it in front of me. Um, but it's also going to taste the same. It's yeah. just consistent across the board, which, yeah. I mean, would it be better to go into little local places? Yeah, but what if Absolutely. you spend a lot of money on a gross coffee where you know with Starbucks what you are going to get? That is that is for sure. That and then sure. my my final reason why Starbucks is my gold is there is such marketing genius for them mm-hmm. around their mm-hmm. seasonal drinks. Yes. Now, pumpkin spice lattes could be served all year round. Absolutely. They are not. And do you yeah. know why they aren't? Because they're marketing geniuses. Because the yes. minute that fall starts to maybe be in the air, Starbucks is like, hey, guess what's back? And That's everyone's right. like, oh my gosh, I don't even like these drinks, but I have to go drink them. <laughs> because yes. they're only here for a limited amount That's of time. Right. And the same mm-hmm. with their like holiday drinks. Right. Like, they are doing it right as far as marketing to like keep it interesting. So it's not like going to Dunkin' and getting my, va- my vanilla latte every time. It's like, oh my gosh, it's almost creme brulee season. Yeah, right. Like, I got to get ready for this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is why Starbucks is gold. I do. I do love me a Starbucks. Um, I mean, for a large corporation, yeah, they get a lot of things wrong, but I think all large corporations get a lot of things wrong. Um, But I I think Starbucks at least tries to do it right. They do. I think they get a lot more right than they get wrong, honestly. And and I'm not sure if this is still what it is um, today, but like, I had friends who like, worked at Starbucks out of college because you could work for 25 hours a week and still get health insurance. And so it's this, it's this like the way they take care of their staff is also Mm -hmm. really good. I have heard that too. So at least that was my gold. What is your gold national coffee chain? Well, I have a couple honorable mentions, obviously. One is, this is probably not as well known if you're outside of the Midwest, but Dunn Brothers. I really love me a Dunn Brothers mm-hmm. because they are they roast all their beans in-house. And so it has a very strong coffee. Like, it just smells like fresh roast coffee. It's delicious. And it's just and a very strong. so do you. You smell like yes, burned you coffee do. beans forever. <laughs> <laughs> which it's I like love. Campfire. Not everybody loves that. It is like a campfire smell. It's just, it's so delicious. And it just has this very, like, I don't I don't know, like, the, the PC way to say it, but just, like, a very, like, earthy, like, granola vibe about a Dunn Brothers. It's just very, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's like eco-warrior bro vibe, and I just, I love it. <laughs> I love it. My other honorable mention is to Tim Hortons, which, if I had thought of it sooner, probably would have been my gold. <laughs> Because I love Tim Hortons so much. It's so good. I love Tim Hortons. I don't think their coffee's very good. Oh, they're, again, iced, their iced vanilla latte. Again, mm, I was on yes. that kick for a very long time. Yeah. Super, their iced coffee is very, 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 very but good. But their donuts, Duncan. Yeah. Tim Duncan's, Hortons knows what's up. Stop playing that acoustic guitar and go hang out with Tim. <laughs> Tim knows what's up. Tim, Tim, Tim's working on his MBA. Tim it is his second one, probably. Good for you, Tim. <laughs> But anyway, my gold, my ultimate gold, since I can't choose Starbucks, is Scooter's Coffee. Mm. So if you are not familiar with Scooter's Coffee, there's they have branched out. They're kind of 
Midwest and down, but they're kind of popping up all over the place, too. And I'll, I'll get to that. But anyway, a, a little background on Scooter's Coffee. 1998, co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began an amazing journey, amazing journey, when they opened their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their keys to success were to find a great location and stay committed to high quality drinks, speed of service and a big smile. So Scooters is fortunate to have over two decades of success due to its commitment to the original business business principles and company core values. Amazing people, amazing drinks, amazingly fast. They have 150 stores nationwide, so it's not a Starbucks with its 20,000. So there's a lot of them, but it still feels small and cute. And these are some reasons why I think Scooters is a gold coffee chain. They are so nice. They are consistently nice. They're like the Chick-fil-A of coffee chains. I am never shamed for a high maintenance order or asking a lot of questions. Lindsay and I both have stories that we can share about our coffee orders. And it's not even necessarily high maintenance. It's just wanting a substitution of a certain type of milk or a certain syrup or whatever. And sometimes the staff is just not real kind to you about it. And I didn't order it non-dairy. I I asked (laughs) you to switch the cream or I asked you to switch in almond milk for the cream. I didn't ask for non-dairy. I'm not over right. it. I know. Well, it. you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be because it's rude. <clears throat> also, scooters are drive through only, which means it's meant to be fast. There's minimal interaction. So it's set up like they don't have all the extra stuff. Like they have like food and stuff in there, but they don't have <clears throat> multiple lines going or whatever. So everything just happens like crazy fast. It's wonderful. Um, the menu is really great. They have a good variety of stuff. Like they have like the drip, the basic stuff, and they also have seasonal. They have a s'mores thing right now, which is super good. But it's like so. There's the super sweet stuff. There's the um not sweet stuff. There's a good variety. They got tea, smoothies, all the things. Uh, I do think their drip coffee is really really good. And also, I looked into where they get their beans from, and wouldn't you know it, they put farmers first. Scooters Coffee buys directly from the farmers and pays above market price. They only get the top 10% of beans, and these farmers can then invest back into their family farms or communities and the environment. So it's designed to be a partnership because they're not huge. Like, they're a big chain because you can franchise a Scooter's Coffee, but it still has that small, it has like a, yeah, it has like a small coffee shop feel. And they do this really, again, just like Chick-fil-A, they do this beautiful thing of trying to upsell where they're like, you could add another shot of espresso for 40 cents. And I'm like, I would love to do that. I, yeah, give me that shot of espresso. Who cares about sleep? I'll be just like those goats. (laughs) Partying all night long at my prayer time. What was it called? The evening evening prayers. prayers. The goats aren't invited to evening prayer. Well, that is probably why it's so lame. That is why evening (laughs) prayer is so boring. Invite some goats, will you? Instead of drinking Satan's drink, just bring the goats. So, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, Scooters is my gold. It's quick. It's super nice. They have a great menu. It's just no muss, no fuss. It's wonderful. I love it. I don't have to get out of my car. Interaction is such a minimum it's great you spent a lot of time on how nice they were and not as much time on how good their products are their but product is good play, i mean because- <laughs> i got the s'mores recently and when i asked her and i did it kind of impulsively and i have so much trauma around this i'm realizing now i like i 
knee jerk was like, oh, is it better hot or iced? And I was afraid. I was afraid she's going to be like, whatever you want. Like, they just does not care. Right. But she was like, hmm. She's like, actually, I think I prefer it iced. And I was like, okay, I'll get it iced. Like, it was nice that she wasn't mad at me for asking. I just want people to be nice. Can people just be no, nice? No, Lisa. It's 2020. Have you looked around? No. <laughs> no one is nice. Anyway, I've shared enough of my personal trauma this episode. I was so hoping the personal trauma would come up last week for camp. And I know. It didn't. I am real surprised. I am real surprised. That and it... then coffee brought it out. Hey, you know, you are a complex person. I have a lot of feelings about a lot of things. You do. That is, that is me. I feel mm-hmm. everything at about an 11. So, okay. All right, Lindsay. So hit us with the recap and tell our listeners how they can vote for us this week. You all can go and vote for our garbage choices. My garbage choice of Duncan and Lisa's garbage choice or Lisa's garbage choice of McCafe. Please don't vote for both. Um, using the <laughs> hashtags Lindsay Garbage or Lisa Garbage. And you can mm-hmm. vote for our gold choices. My gold choice of Starbucks. Lisa's gold choice of scooters. Using the hashtags Lindsay Gold or Lisa Gold on our Instagram or Twitter accounts. Or you can head on over to our Facebook and vote in our polls over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that because we like to hear what you guys think. And we like chatting with you about your choices. So, you know, tell us all of your feelings. Have you been personally victimized by... Um, Duncan, have you been personally victimized by a barista and it still keeps you up at night? Then you can tell us about that and we'll have a support group for it. Extra points if you have a picture of Duncan from your <laughs> college days. We want to see him. Oh my God, I love it so yeah. much. <laughs> we will share the poll results and our favorite listener comments and the best Duncans ah, on our yes. next episode. <laughs> If you haven't already done so, if you could go to iTunes or wherever you listen to us and give us a rate, review, and subscribe, we would really, really appreciate that. You can even leave us a review on Facebook. That would be great, too. Um, And if you want more of us, we are on our Patreon right now, are covering 90 Day Fiance, Other Way, as our like a trashy reality TV so- TV show recap. And I texted Lindsay last week and I said, can we just do this for every episode? Because I love it so much it is so bonkers it is so wonderful it is i just really really love our 90 day fiance coverage which is on patreon.com slash garbage gold pod oh my god i'm also going to be live tweeting it because i just i can't stop i can't not i love it so much i love it so 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 much so yeah that's that's where i'll be every monday night for the rest of my life is watching 90 day fiance on twitter (laughs) sometimes it goes off season like sometimes it's not i can just watch it on hulu that's fine (laughs) you can be live tweeting old episodes that's not how that works (laughs) (sighs) so when after you have muted lisa on mondays because you can't handle i did lose some followers and it makes me super happy because i'm like if you can't handle me at my tweeting about 90 day fiance every 45 seconds you don't deserve me at my two weeks of silence i don't know what to tell you um you should then tell your friends about us we love a good podcast recommendation and if you want to go come on staff like at dice sarah we should probably ask her before we put her on staff no i'm sure she won't mind um then then you need to tell your friends about us and yes. then join us next week when we deliberate the garbage and gold of young adult dystopian movies. Yes. Yes. We're going super niche. We are. And I'm super here for it. Oh, I think that's all the things. So thank you for listening, guys. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.